So as Christian said earlier on, we've been looking for the last couple of months at an overall theme of the kingdom of God. And funny enough, I've been reading and listening to the Gospel of Matthew for about eight weeks um, leading up. And how much Matthew has a heavy emphasis on the kingdom. Jesus is teaching in Matthew and showing in those days how he himself had brought the kingdom of God into the earth. Christian last week spoke about, is your world too small? And he spoke about the fact that the kingdom DNA is still inside us if our God is for us. Who can be against us? He'd said that we should let that DNA expand within our hearts and change within us, change us. The DNA of the kingdom of God. In Matthew chapter 13, Jesus was interpreting the parable of the sower to his disciples because they didn't understand. And in verse 11 of of Matthew 13, Jesus replies, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, not to them. So we are given in our DNA with the coming of the kingdom of God and the kingdom that we live in, secrets of the kingdom of heaven that those outside don't know. Keep that in your spirit that we have been given the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. And yes, the overall theme this month is that we are ministers in God's government. So in our UK government, as you know, we recently had elections. We're in the aftermath of the elections. The cabinet has ministers. Their job is to administrate the law of the land, isn't it? So what's our job as ministers in God's government? And where is that government presently? Is it in heaven or is it here on earth with us? If the kingdom of heaven has already come and if we've been given the secrets of the kingdom, then surely the government of God is here and we are the ministers in that government to obey his laws to do his laws, to bring forth his laws into this city. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. If our God is for us, who can be against us? Because the greatness of his government and his peace, there is no end to it already in the earth. And we are the ministers in his government. So we're looking this week at living in God's city. What is a city? 
It's different from a town, isn't it? I remember some of Christian's um, examples last week. It's different from a village. One of the dictionary definitions talks about a city is um, the status in the United Kingdom that, that gives a city, what the United Kingdom calls a city. It's granted by the monarch of the United Kingdom. So first of all, it's declared a city only by the monarchy, apparently, at the moment. Um, and a city selects a group of communities. What are we doing? We're reaching out to the community of London and breaking that down into various communities as well, which I'll speak about a bit later. But we are reaching out to our community. So a city is defined as a select group of communities. The holding of the status city um, gives a settlement no special rights. So although we might be in the city of London or Manchester or Birmingham or Newcastle, they don't have special rights as cities compared to anywhere else in the UK. It's just called a city. Uh, in 2014, a survey tells us that in the United Kingdom, we have 69 cities. 51 of them are in England. That's a large proportion, isn't it? Six in Wales, seven in Scotland, five in Northern Ireland. So the majority of the cities we find in the UK. Now... If you want some deeper insight into the city of God, which is where we're coming to, living in God's city, I would recommend that you listen to um, online the 7 p.m. service that Bruce preached a few weeks ago called The City of God. You gain a lot of insight. He mentioned that knowing that we live in the city of God, it takes a mind change in our life to know who we are, where we come from, where our hometown is. I'm just taking an extract of verse from Psalms 48. Psalms 48 says, as we have heard, it's verse 8, as we have heard, so we have seen in the city of the Lord Almighty, in the city of our God. God makes her secure forever. So Psalms 48 verse 8 says, as we have heard, so we have seen in the city of the Lord Almighty, in the city of God, God makes her secure forever. So the city of God is a secure place forever. The kingdom of God has already come and it's forever. We've been given the secrets of the kingdom. The government of God is upon the shoulders of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and we are ministers in his government. And the city that we live in is forever secure. So who are we living in God's city? We should be representatives in Christ. We should be expanding our world and our influence we should be vessels of change in the marketplace. 
my main text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. I'm reading from the uh, New International Version, the NIV. 1 Corinthians 2, 14. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness. Anything that comes from God, the world considers foolishness. And cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. So the people in the world can't understand the things of the Spirit of God. They can't understand the kingdom of God that, that has been brought already on the earth. They can't understand what we would minister as governors, as, as ministers in his government. They don't understand what we will try to push forward as right. It's foolishness to them. Think about what it was like before you were in Christ. What were your aspirations? What were your goals? What did you want to be? What did you want to do? Everything was of the world. I want to be a pop star. That's what I wanted to be. Mm. Other people were aspiring to be surgeons, engineers, movie stars, the greatest scientist on earth, just the best in school. Others would aspire to just get through the day because of how they were growing up. Some would aspire to be married and have their own families. Before Christ, where were your thoughts? What were you going to do? What were you going to be? But when we became born again, we came into a new realm. Like I said, Bruce said, mind change had to come in our lives. We had to know who we are. So we entered a new realm. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. We entered a new realm. So now we live in two realms, the natural and the spiritual. We live in two. No other religion could make that boast, I think. But we have to function in both of those realms. We have to know how to function. and We have to be able to live life on earth, in earth, but Christ's life. So we have to function in the natural, and we have to function in the spiritual. I'll tell you something about the kingdom of God. There's no sickness, no death, no sorrow, no failure. Those things are not a reality in God's kingdom. And we say that we bring the kingdom of God into earth. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But we suffer sickness. We've suffered failure in our lives and sorrow because we're living still 
in a natural world. I would dare say as well that even though we're spiritual beings, even though we're born again, even though we have the secrets of the things of the Spirit of God, we naturally bend to the natural in everyday life, don't we? A crisis happens and we're rushing about to fix the crisis, to work out how to fix the crisis. We've had a great day at work and we're looking forward to going home to some good cooking and sit in front of the TV and vegetate for the evening. It's natural and normal and easy to be that way. We have an issue at work and we naturally want to fight and scream and push for our way instead of doing the opposite thing. So although we live and function in both worlds, our bent is still towards the natural. How can I get out of this situation? How can I fix that situation? When I'm mixing with a crowd of people that are not Christians, how am I behaving? Am I trying to be like them because I want to be accepted? Because remember, the things of God are foolishness to the world. So where do we naturally sit? In the spiritual realm or in the physical realm? One of the things that we're called to be is to represent Christ on earth in the city of London, by living in the city of God. We're to represent Christ on earth. How can you do that in London? How can you do that in everyday life? How can you really, truly be Christ's representative in this bustling, busy city? But yet it's what we're asked to do, to represent Christ Jesus in everything we do, in everywhere we go, with all the people that we meet. We're supposed to represent. I'll tell you a story a little bit later on about some, a function I was at last night. Christian last week also talked about some very major statistics and how much bigger the church is in London and its influence than we realize. But he also talked about some dynamics. How many of you were here last week and heard, heard what he said? A few of you. He also talked about some dynamic figures um, about the populace. So he was talking about um, Lambeth. He said 50% of the population in Lambeth are under 50 years old. Half of the borough of Lambeth have people under 50. How many of us would see that there is an opportunity to reach the youth and the younger people, the younger generation, and what church could be like if we were able to reach out to that generation, to know that we could represent Christ and have an influence. London is seen as a leading city worldwide. You've got New York, very much talked about London, Paris. London is seen as one of the leading cities. And everybody wants to come here because they think that they're going to find a land of milk and honey. They think that their life is going to change and turn around, and they're going to fulfill every dream. I know some people who moved here a number of years ago, and yet they're still 
looking to fulfill a dream, to find out who they should be, what they should be doing, why they exist, why come to London, what has London really got? Hmm. So I'll ask a question. Are we being led by London? Or are we leading London to Christ? Are we being pushed and shoved and integrated into the city life of London? Is it leading us, Kensington Temple 230 service? Or are we leading London to Christ currently? What influence are we in this world? What influence are we in London? I was thinking about some tremendous testimonies that I've heard recently from people here in KT. Testimonies about what they're doing in the marketplace, in places of work and education, where cell groups have been started and people are being ministered to. Some tremendous testimonies about what God is doing in their lives. And I was thinking about the dynamics of Kensington Temple. We have actors and actresses amongst us. We have people in the legal profession, in all um, places there, barristers and lawyers and people who are working as legal assistants. We have medical professionals, people who are in nursing, people who are doctors, others who are policy makers in the NHS others who are looking at risk management in the NHS. I'm thinking about the people that I know and what they do in this house. We have teachers among us, school teachers, college teachers, university lecturers. We have business owners and um, we have chefs, people who cook well, hotel workers, policy setters. We have um, children's workers and police. We have cleaners, landscape gardeners, I've discovered among us, facilities managers. We have people in this house who touch every sphere of society. Everything you can think of out there seems to be represented in this house. Many nationalities. It's as if the city of London is represented in here. Are we representing Jesus Christ to the city? I think with some of the testimonies I'm hearing, we truly are. Testimonies of um, careers changing, opportunities opening, that perhaps wouldn't have been opened, but because of our life in Christ, because the kingdom is in us, those testimonies are taking place. So it's exciting. I want to read some scriptures from Proverbs, which stand out to me. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 10. Because as well as being representatives of Christ, we are to be the people who influence. So we are to be the influencers in the city of London, influencing by bringing the city of God into their lives. Proverbs verse, uh, chapter 11, verse 10. When the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. When the wicked perish, 
there are shouts of joy. When the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. When we prosper, London would rejoice. Does that make sense? Is that possible that as we prosper, this city would rejoice? Another scripture, verse 11 of Proverbs 11. Through the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted, it's lifted up. Through the, through the blessing of the upright. How can that work? Through us being placed in every sphere of the marketplace as I was reading that list? Is that possible that actors and actresses, there they are, a blessing when they're on set, ministering without speaking? Could it be that the lawyer who's dealing with a client in a very difficult situation becomes a blessing to that client? How do we influence? How do we live in God's city while we're living in the natural world? Yet the blessing of the upright exalts a city. So are we exalters of London, the city of London? Are we bringing Christ, God's city here? Proverbs 21, verse 22. Proverbs 21, verse 22. Who is wise, one who is wise, can go up against the city of the mighty and pull down the stronghold in which they trust. One who is wise can go up against the city of the mighty and pull down the stronghold in which they trust. That tells me that people living in a city, under a government, under a rule, put their trust in it. They put their trust in what a government would say, what a minister would say, and, and they put their trust in a city. I'm coming to London because I know I'll find a job there. I'm coming to London because I know I'll meet my life partner. I'm coming to London because that's full of life and I want to live. Yet when they get to London and they've put their trust in London and London fails them, where are they left and what are they left with? So one who is wise, are we the children of God wise, can go up against the city of the mighty and pull down the stronghold in which they trust. We need to be living as representatives of Christ we need to be influencing so that we bring the city of God into their lives, something that they can truly trust, because they cannot trust London. They cannot put their trust in these things. It will fail them. Think of them coming into London and the stress of trying to find the right career or job. It's so difficult. Let me share a story with you. When I was in... Um, on holiday a few years ago. So I was on holiday and I went to this lovely resort and everything was thrown at me. You'd walk on the streets of the lovely resort and they'd ask you if you want to buy some drugs because they could see that you're a tourist. I said, no, thank you. And they would ask... Um, or offer themselves, and I would say, no, thank you. And you could see 
what the resorts, what the place brought, what was the norm there. But I wasn't like them. But I was wanting to enjoy my holiday, which I did. But I had to make choices on that holiday. Because either I was living in the city, which is God's, and it's spiritual, and it's powerful, and it's righteous, and it's pure. Or I could step into the natural realm and make a different choice. At the end of the holiday, one of the guys that, you know, you, you, you get used to a place and people see you regularly. He said, well, you're different. And I said, why? And he told me why. Because the, the activities that were on offer, I didn't get involved in. So leaving that holiday, I realized I'd represented Christ. Because the things I could have done, I didn't do. And yet, without witnessing, come to Jesus Christ, he could see that there was something different about me and understood and respected my faith. I hope that that was an influence on somebody. I remember talking to one young lad and finding out that although his life that he was living was awful, his aunt was a pastor, a minister. So there was a God connection there somewhere. And I think one of the things we need to do is live in the city of God, which I'm going to talk about a little bit more, and bring that into the lives of people. We will find the God connections in their lives. There is a connection somewhere for each person that we come into contact with. We'll find it. If that's our purpose, if that's where we're sitting, where we're living, I went to um, a friend's 50th birthday celebration last night. It was a lovely little party. And uh, she's been my friend for over 20 years. Very good friend of mine. Very non-Christian friend. Party was very sweet. It was lovely. And um, I sang her happy birthday. And again, my whole emphasis inside of me was I'm among people that don't know the Lord. Yes, I want to have a nice time and I want to uh, let my friend be happy that I've come and shared in her special birthday. But I can't forget who I am. So I've got to behave differently. Um, not that I purposely want to stand out, but I can't forget who I am. So anyway, when, when they were doing the cake and everything, I sang happy birthday to her. I did the Stevie Wonder version. I like that one. And then as soon as I'd walked away from, you know, put the microphone down, a man approached me. It was a tall man. He said, his name is Colin. And uh, <laughs> he, he said, do you go to church? So I said, yes, I do. He said, well, I could tell. Cause, you know, because the way you sang, I could tell you go to church. I said, oh, do you go to church? No. <laughs> but I could tell. And throughout the evening, we'd be in the queue queuing for food. And he turned to me and my sister and he said to my sister, do you go to church? And she said, well, sometimes. And I, what I could tell inside of him was that something had happened to him in life that made him not like church. He has a God connection for sure. I didn't take the opportunity to connect with him at that time. But something he saw of me and my behavior spoke to him. 
So therefore, I was representing Christ. And actually, it felt like I was in this whole bubble to myself. And in that bubble, I was carrying around the goodness of God, that I mustn't break the protocols of being a Christian and being a good representative. And yet at the same time, I must link and I must associate with people and I must talk and I must get to know them. And I must get into conversation where I could sow a seed, where I could influence somebody to know Jesus Christ. But I felt like I was in a bubble a bubble of protection, maybe. A bubble that I'm living in a different realm. How do you walk about the city when you go to work every day and you're not working in a Christian environment? Or you're at college, you're studying. Do you feel that bubble around you of the presence of God and the city of God and the kingdom of God and all that it carries? Are you able to carry that into your world, into the city of London? Or do you get up every day, I'm late for work, forgot to pray, grab some breakfast, haven't got time for breakfast, out the door, onto the tube, rushing and rushing, pushing, shoving, people are shoving me, get out of my way, I need to get to work, I'm late. Forgotten about God, get to work, aggressive, moody, can't talk to anyone. Like normal people, <laughs> like other people. Or do you wake up with the presence of God? Do you carry that protective bubble of, I am in a different city, and I'm bringing this city to the people that I come into contact with today? Because the city that I am from doesn't have sorrow or pain. It carries peace. It carries power. It carries God's kingdom and all that God's kingdom has. Can I carry that city into my city of London when I go to work? As I'm doing the tasks I need to do, am I carrying the city of London? Evangelism is very, very necessary. And the Bible tells us to preach the gospel in and out of season. So it, there is a necessary place of standing on the streets and outreaching and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's absolutely necessary. There is also another way that we are witnesses how we live day to day, what we say that makes a difference to somebody's life. If we remember that we live first in the city of God and that we need to bring that city into the lives of the people that we meet. A scripture from Luke 19, verse 41. Luke 19, verse 41. It says, as he approached Jerusalem, that's Jesus, and saw the city, 
He wept over it. Do you wake up in the morning and think about how you can influence the city of London you live in? Do you wake up and see its state? Do you weep for London? Do you ask God how you can make a difference in this city? Does your heart yet break for this city? Or do you wake up in the natural realm and live that realm day by day? Because Jesus wept over the state of Jerusalem. He knew that he, he would die for Jerusalem and for all of us. But he wept over it, over its state. Do we weep over London? I was thinking about what it must be like. I live outside of London, actually. I live in Slough in Berkshire. It's a bit like a mini London, though, because um, around Slough, there are towns which I would say are more white middle class. Slough is like a mini London with multiple nationalities. So I'm kind of used to, I'm, I'm used to living among many different nations. I'm used to what I would call a small picture of a city life, although I, I haven't lived in London since I was three years old. But I wake up, and even though I'm driving into London every day because I work in London, Slough is still on my heart because it's where I live. I was in the high street um, on Saturday, and I was walking, um, doing some shopping, and I noticed a stall, it was massive actually, in, in our high street, and the first word I saw was terrorism. So it caught my eye, and I realized that a particular religion was saying, we are not terrorists, we are peaceful people. You'll hear more about that at the 5 p.m. service. But it was saying the things that they are not. But it caught my attention. And I thought, where is the church in the high streets anymore? There was a time when churches used to be out in the high street in force, including the satellite church uh, that we have in Slough, outreaching, preaching, doing dramas, meeting people. But I saw no church there on Saturday, just another religion, and it broke my heart. It broke my heart. And when I saw the scripture that Jesus wept over Jerusalem, I really want us, I really wanted to ask us today, are we really weeping over this city? Now, it's different to looking at the sin that's going on and judging what people are doing. 
It's different to walking past and making a face at a homeless person than you think they should do better in life. There's lots of opportunity. It's different to walking past, you know, a strip club or something and thinking, ah, that's so ungodly. Jesus was weeping for Jerusalem. And rather than judging and criticizing what we see happening in the city of London, I ask again, are we weeping for this city? And are we bringing the city of God into this city truly? People who come to London and think that they're going to find their dream, I believe they end up living a very fast-paced life that they didn't expect to. They live under stress. They're too busy to think or too busy to relate. Everything is hustle and bustle, competitive. So they have to be competing with everything. Many come into London, and I believe there may be somebody in here today like this. You're disappointed with London. You're lonely. You came to London for life, to find life. But you're lonely in this busy, bustling, competitive, stressful city. You're actually lonely. You feel very much alone. People have come and they found it harder to achieve. And they feel saturated by life here instead of at liberty. Some can't sleep at night. They're tormented because they're thinking about tomorrow and what they need to do and how they're going to cope and how they're going to live and are they going to get that job that they need to get. So they're totally stressed and they have no peace. We need to be the people that tell them to come to where we live in the city of God, a place where they can experience joy and peace, strength for the day, where they can have the same kind of strength that we have when we get up every day and when we go. To have enablement to live in the city. Are our hearts breaking for this city? Are we bringing the city of London, the city of God, into the city of London? Will we enable another person to become an influencer, an instrument of change in somebody's life? Something for us to think about, isn't it? Will we be able to give somebody the ability to have the power to live as citizens of Christ in this London? We have a lot to fight. We have a lot to come up against daily. Every law being passed now is against what we believe. Yet we must bring the city of God into their lives. The power of God, the laws of God, we must influence this very difficult city that's so against the things of God. So I'd like to pray. I'd like to take some time to pray as we ponder over those questions. The first thing I'd like to do is to ask if there is anybody here and you've heard something that describes you, that you came to London 
for a better life, but you're not living it. And you don't know how to because you don't know Jesus Christ. So you're only living in one realm, the natural realm, the hustle and bustle, the place where it's so difficult to live, to have hope. You're only trusting in a city that fails you. Is there anybody here and you could say you don't know Jesus Christ? So you've not entered the city of God. You don't have his kingdom. You're not living in his kingdom. If there's anybody here, I'd like you to raise your hand because I would like to pray for you and somebody will come to help you. So is there anybody here you have not got a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and you don't know what it is to have the kingdom of God with you and to live in this city where there is joy and peace and power and strength. I'll ask one more time. If you indicate by raising your hand, is there anybody here and you think, I would like to enter that city and I would like to give my life to Jesus Christ tonight? Well, fantastic. So I can assume that we all are carriers of the kingdom of God, ministers in the government of God, and that we're living in his city to influence this nation. I'd like to pray for those of you. I don't know if the worship team could come or if somebody could just pray, uh, play. I'd like to pray for those of you who feel, first of all, that you've been living in this city. And you've been living as a natural man or woman far more than you've been living as a child of God. So you know that where you could have been an influence, you've not been an influence. You don't wake up in the morning and think, how am I going to bring God today? I'd like to pray for anybody in that character. And you can just raise your hands or you can stand. But I'd like to pray for that category of people first. Is there anybody here and you want to raise your hand and put it down quickly? Because I'm the only one looking at you. That you think, I don't automatically get up and say, how am I going to bring the city of God into the city of London today, into my realm? Thank you. I want to pray for you first of all. Father, I thank you for those who have raised their hands. They've functioned more strongly perhaps in life, in the natural things of the world. But today, they desire to function in the spiritual realm. They desire to know and understand what it is to live in the city of God and what it is to bring that city living into their natural realm. I pray for a mindset change I pray for new zeal for your words. I pray that they would begin to wake and hear the voice of your spirit calling. Come up higher. Let me show you 
to do for today. I thank you, Lord, that you will answer this prayer for their lives, Lord. I'd like to pray for those who you're in professions where it seems really difficult because you're not allowed to preach the gospel or talk about the gospel and yet you want to influence those around you or you're in a, a college or an institution where if you speak out you will be criticized or thrown out or you simply struggle and you find it difficult to really be an influencer in the things of Christ where you're at if I'm describing anybody here stand to your feet so that I can pray for you given these the secrets of the kingdom of heaven they carry the secrets with them they carry the things of God with them in their sphere where they are each day now I pray that you will show them by your spirit how to live a life of testimony live a life of power and influence without speaking a word, without breaking those rules and regulations. Show them how to be ministers of your government where they are without breathing a word. Show them the secrets of the kingdom that they will carry your power and make a difference where they are, with boldness, without fear. And yet they won't break the man-made regulations. I thank you for power to live right in their lives, Father. In Jesus' name. Everybody else, stand to your feet. I'm going to pray a last prayer. And if you want specific prayer afterwards, one or two people will be made available to pray for you. But I'd like to pray about everything that I believe the Lord has delivered today and spoken. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for these who have been at the 2.30 service. I pray for everyone to naturally wake up each day desiring to hear from you, pulling on your spirit to hear your plan for their day. I pray, O oh Lord, that they would understand what it is to live in your city of joy and peace and power and strength and influence and that they would bring this city day by day into their lives in the city of London and thus change lives. I pray you give them power to influence right. Power to stand 
and be different and counted. I pray that they would be seen because of your presence in them. I pray that as they leave here and they go to their different homes tonight, they will know that they live in a different city and that they will carry that city tomorrow into the places they go and begin to testify of how you've used them and how people's lives are changing because they know who they are and they bring your kingdom and usher your presence into the city of London. Father, I thank you for their lives today. In Jesus' name.